Until people start giving better answers, we better start asking better questions of them and for us. Mr. Vinny Barberino! And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of COVID Schmovid. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers. So, Aaron, did you get the jab? What? The jab. The vaccine shot. Where? From wherever. In Green Bay? On the road? From your team doctor? Who? <laughs> so, that's how the Chief Cheesehead got sidelined. With two things recently. The diagnosis of someone with COVID-19 and the demeanor of someone with close to 19 ways to evade both the Kansas City Chiefs pass rush and the complete truth. But did he? Hmm. I mean, what really was the question anyways? He was asked, was he vaccinated? And yes, the subject at hand was the COVID-19 discussion. But when he answered that he was immunized, why? Why? Tell me why didn't someone ask him, immunized or vaccinated for COVID? But he misled. And the press mistakenly followed. They gotta get better at asking questions. I'll bet they will. From now on, whenever old A-Rod's at that press lectern, they'll turn a better question into a better interview. Be less like a, how you doing? And more like a, okay, pop quiz exam, Mr. Hotshot. You know, that kind of thing, I'll bet. After all, a wise man's question contains half the answer. I'll say that again. A wise man's question contains half the answer. For now, let's put some more highlights on some hard-hitting questions. Harder-hitting questions than whether, like, is Aaron Rodgers vaxxed? 
or only immunized, or maybe even just either too arrogant to indulge your asking or too polite to tell you to go get jabbed yourself. Better questions. Better questions like, the vaccine, is it safe? And they say, the vaccine is safe. Really? Meaning, safe from any and all regrettable side effects? From long-term side effects? Or just statistically safe to not kill you? Which I hope. I hope so, since I'm a Moderna man. Better questions. Questions like, is Trump guilty of whatever he's been accused of this time, this week? Hey, here's another Trump-based, not Trump-biased question. If Trump wound up doing things that you wanted done, but there were things you never thought would come from him, could you be okay with that? Would you be okay with that? And why? Whether no or yes, why? Not to try and trap or test you, but an undertaking to understand you. Because in order to get clarity, I am not afraid of asking better questions. And neither should you be. But are you? Are you shying away from better questions? When was the last time you committed to questioning better? Really, committed to, I'm going to ask better questions. When was the last great question that you asked that really required rational research, reflection, not rationalization, or just writing things off to the same old Q&A game that we usually play, the one we play with ourselves and others in our world? The wisest person doesn't give the right answers. They possess the right questions. You know, the right questions like, is there a God? Hey, let's go ahead. Let's hit hard from the get-go, shall we? Thomas Jefferson said that we should question with boldness even the existence of God, because if there be one, he must more approve of the homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. Go ahead and hit the replay on that and listen to that one again. Great questions like, where do we go, you know, so to speak, when we run out of go, when we die? Do we boldly go where no one has gone before? Do we hang around with folks that we love? Do we haunt around on people who we think just deserve it? Or do we all take the A train to Angel Town? Hmm. Questions like, what is the meaning of life? You know my favorite response to this one. What's the meaning of life? My favorite response, as I've said before, comes from that fictional philosophical phenom, Mallory Keaton, sister of Alex P. Keaton on the TV show Family Ties. She said, the meaning of life? That's easy. Try to be happy, try not to hurt anyone, and be lucky enough to fall in love. Wow. I, I love how the strongest questions can bring out the simplest solutions. A question that's similar was, how can I live a life of purpose? You know, a purpose-driven life. And the answer from an international bestseller came back, pretty simply, how you can live a purpose-driven life, how you can live it, well, it's not about you. Four words on how to live a purpose-driven life. Yeah, well-crafted questions and crafty responses can just leave crickets. But no, not us nowadays. We just juggle and jostle around generally generic questions that occupy our awareness 
without approving our experience. They occupy our awareness without improving our experience. So daily, you know, we ask questions like, what do I want to eat now, today? You know, first world problems. Should we be asking, what am I allowing to eat at me? Or we'll ask, hey, what's that person eating? But we should be asking, I wonder what's eating that person. Can I help? And speaking of what's eating people, let's talk about people. People. People who eat people are the yuckiest people in the world. So cannibals. Cannibals. Okay, what and where did this tribal topic come from? Yeah, this was one of those questions that I craftily crafted as a youngin. And when I did, I felt puffed up and proud that no one could RSVP a solution that made sense to me. So, cannibals. Let's chew on this one for a second, shall we? Yeah, pun intended. Cannibals. Are they born to burn in hell? Or are they given a get-out-of-purgatory-free card since they exist in the Amazon mist? Bible moment here again. The Bible says that we are supposed to go and make believers of all people throughout the world, and those who do not hear the story of Jesus, of God, they'll be judged on their heart. So back then, I asked, their heart? Well, what about cannibals? I mean, imagine, deep in the Amazon, not some Amazon distribution hub in Ohio that didn't exist back then, the deep, real Amazon. And little Johnny Cannibal, the whole family, for generations, are all cannibals. Entire tribe, entire town. They're all one-minded, one-menued, fry them up. One-mind, one-menued, fry them up, and people leaders. <laughs> Come on, it's cannibals. we got to snicker a little bit here. So was Johnny just supposed to feel a flutter in his heart and trek out into the Amazon, abandoning all the culture that he knows? Because his heart says it's wrong to eat other human hearts or parts in general. Now, that's a question. But it's a question, one, that I hope to get the answer to someday, but it's one I no longer feel the need to have answered these days, now here in this place while I'm here on the before side of the afterlife because it does not greatly impact my immediate existence. It just occupies my awareness. Because questions like I was asking, like that one, they're only as valuable as they are sincere and honestly back then I was angling it. I had an agenda, an approach that I wanted to stick the landing on. Questions can be weaponized, or they can just wonderfully be powerful. Now, almost any question's answer can be arrived at from a variety of angles and perspectives and even motives, like I just talked about for myself. Give you an example. So let's say that, for the sake of just this point, we begin with the answer first. Let's reverse engineer it. We begin with the answer of, the sky is blue. You've heard that before. But what's it an answer to? Now, we may just consider this a factual statement, but it is equally possible to be a response that one may consider accurate, a response, well, to a variety of questions like, what color is the sky? The sky is blue. Or, what color is the sky to a colorblind person? The sky is blue. Why can my eyes see the sky? The sky is blue. When did I know it was daytime? The sky is blue. 
How would you describe the weather today? The sky is blue. Why do some people prefer living in Phoenix, Arizona over London, England? The sky is blue. See, one very basic answer, six unique questions. So hey, why bother crafting better, brighter questions when we can all just pull an answer that works, kinda, out of the clear blue sky? Why? Because it's freaking lazy. And a lazy brain leads to a lessened life. No, not a life lesson, but a lessened life. You remember the quote, the unexamined life is not worth living? The unexamined life is not worth living. It's a famous dictum apparently uttered by Socrates at his trial for impiety and corrupting youth, for which he was subsequently sentenced to death, at least as described in Plato's Apology. But it's safe to say that Socrates actually intended this, that the examined life that goes unquestioned is not truly examining life. I mean, go back, school days, y'all. What is, what was an exam? except a collection of questions, testing questions, that can kind of leave us testy, sure. But show me an exam without questions, and I'll show you a doctor's office procedure where all the doctor's doing is taking notes without diagnosing, without wondering, without asking what is going on here. So, without helping anyone. An examined life without questions is just observance, and that kind of observance, it ain't too much different from just being a peeping Tom. Just looking and watching. Might as well have just been watching TV. Just looking and watching. Not living something worthy. And life ain't TV, damn it. At least I hope not. Hell, how often do we even ask that question? Why am I watching this damn TV thing? Not asking ourselves why we are watching that damn thing should be on some wiki page as an example of what is a lessened life. A lessened life that interferes with life's lessons. And it's lazy, lazy, lazy. Better questions lead to learning. And then hopefully, earning, adding to the world, and navigating new places next. It's been that way since day one. We were born to beg better questions, but we begin to beg off as time goes by. Author Warren Berger, author of A More Beautiful Question, says that kids ask an average of 40,000 questions between the ages of just two and five. Berger also found that over the next couple of years, as kids start to go to school, the number of questions they ask declines. I thought that's why we were there. Now a survey of 1,500 parents has supported that and revealed that kids, on average, ask 73 questions a day. Do the math on those years between two and five. A child asks the most questions at around four years of age, the experts say, and as you might have guessed, many parents start to struggle to answer everything that their little ones throw at them. And adult parents get tired, and tired leads to lazy. And then their children stop asking questions as much. They stop asking the important one, which is they stop asking how to act, and they start seeking someone to act like. We've said this before, that children seek less how to behave, but who to become, like their parents. And then we get linguistically lazy. Our curiosity gets cut short in the prime of curiosity's livelihood. But when we allow our own laziness to craft our questions, 
Are we not literally just too lazy to chew on the answer? As a young kid, speaking and chewing, not going back to cannibals here, but I ate a whole lot of fish sticks. What the hell does that have to do with better questions? I was lazy. See, my folks, early 1970s, they liked steak. And whether you think pro-steak or anti-meat, that's not the point here. What is, is that I didn't want to eat steak. Not because I loved cows so much or I hated the smell and taste of steak, but because I was too lazy to chew. Now, maybe we must have had cheaper meats when I was like four or five, about the time my mom wound up divorced and raising me all by her onesies. But fast forward just a couple of years and my mom has remarried. Stepdad making decent money, they bought better beef. But I still wanted fish sticks. Not too lazy to chew. Then one day, I got a hold of a bite of something called filet mignon. And I didn't have to make chewing a jaw-dropping workout. No, I barely had to bite that at all. And ever since then, I was bitten and smitten with beef. But it was like asking questions. I was too lazy to chew over the answers. And maybe, well, maybe I could ask Mama if there was any other kind of beef I didn't have to work so hard to chew over. But I didn't. I didn't ask. I didn't ask maybe because I assumed I knew the answer. Maybe because I didn't want to pressure Mama. Maybe because I didn't want to hear no. Or maybe because it was just easier not to. Not to ask a better question for a genuinely better outcome. One that I didn't regret. An outcome where I didn't have to swallow what I really wanted to say. What I really wanted to find out. Hell, I've been asking better questions since I was choking down fish sticks way back when. Way back when I was first immunized. Chew on that chunk of cheese, why don't you? And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Today's entry from page 52. What the expert said, If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. From Mark Twain. And the guide's point of view on this? If the newspaper is where you do all your business, you're just a bird in a cage. And then shouldn't it be called the news pooper? <laughs> Using the Live Life Lean system, what do you think about this? What have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just easily handed to you? Where are you adding to the world that's not just about you? Now, pause, reflect on all this, respect it, be grateful for it. But before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share this to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share and navigating your way to something new and next.